Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, okay, this is what's going through my head. Mm-hmm. It's like gathering together with some of your closest friends and family the day after your wedding when everyone knows that you've probably had a big shag. We went to a really lovely wedding a couple of years ago in Richmond and stayed in this really posh hotel and coming downstairs and seeing the bride and groom and sort of thinking, oh, they've been having a big shag. And now we're just discussing bacon. We had a moment because we were all staying in in the hotel afterwards. Then Jules texted us saying, have you guys got any toothpaste? And Doug was like, (laughs) oh, I'll just like run it over and go and give it. And I was like, you can't just (laughs) burst into the bridal suite. Eat, mate. He's like, what? Can you yeah. imagine having the energy to shag on your wedding night? Oh my! Um, I have to say no, no, no. because I didn't. Controversial opinion here. <laughs> I, we're, we're being so hypocritical because we're saying we want more coverage of our sport and we want less yeah. of other people's. But Le- yes, we do. Yeah, I think people are faking being interested in F1 because it's the new kind of like hot girl thing to care about F1. <laughs> yeah, it's but boring. I, it's no, it's well, just noisy. It is boring. It's just it is boring. <laughs> <laughs> dull as tits there's no changing scenery there's nothing going on there not that tits are dull actually yeah, yeah dull, as dull as darts dull as <laughs> I feel as though we need more dads sitting there with a cup of tea on a Sunday morning watching footage of a ultra marathon in the same way that we have with with darts or snooker or whatever else it may be maybe let's, it's because uh, with snooker or darts you can still be an elite athlete while also necking seven pints and smoking a whole pack of fags yeah. <laughs> maybe that's yeah, the appeal <laughs> I might start getting into it now Welcome to episode 155 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. Holly's had a lovely non-running weekend, because why not? And the discussion of which moves on to the necessity of chub rub shorts in warmer weather and for posh do's. Holly's favourites are snag. We can also recommend underwear for both running in and wearing under posh frocks. 
Trigger warning at this point about miscarriage, pregnancy and fertility because this episode we talk to the lovely Dr. Juliette McGratton, our resident health expert, about periods, fertility and running, including some super valuable stuff on training to your period cycle. After Juliet, we discuss a lovely letter by an actual man, but then I want to talk about a controversy that's potentially of my making. On the hunt for some info about specific runners, I realised that our running world is unfairly reported on in the media. We discuss this and get ourselves properly cross in the process. By the way, If you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of our pod squad on Patreon. From just £2 a month, you'll have access to our Discord chat room, free chats on Zoom with me and Holly, weekly newsletters and silly videos and all sorts. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. Now, let's get on with it. Uh, well, tell me about your weekend then. I want to hear about the wedding. Shall we? Are we Are we on air? Let's do it. Okay. We're on air. We're doing it. Um, oh, I just had the best time. So it was two of our best friends. I think you actually have very briefly met them at the, because they came to support at the Bath Half. Yeah. 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 I remember you saying. Yeah. So Meg and Julian, friends that we've had for years and they are so lovely. Um, got married. Is this where you were bridesmaid? Yes, I was a bridesmaid. Oh. So it was really, it was just the most gorgeous. I've never been a grown-up bridesmaid before. So. Oh, fun times, right? Oh my God, <laughs> such fun times. I loved it. Necking Prosecco oh. from like 11. It was just the yes. best. Um, and people keep bringing you Prosecco as a bridesmaid. Yeah, I think I think it, it feels like it's kind of partially your special day, but you don't have the the the... The, the worry of it being exactly your special day yeah. it's just you're it's a hanger like, on it's yeah great. and it feels quite satisfying <laughs> because it was like I also felt a little bit of a sense of like and maybe if Meg's listening to this she'll be like you did a shite job mate but I felt this kind of quite nice thing of like oh I think I did a good job I think we we made Meg have I mean she made herself have a brilliant day she planned everything so well and it, she's also so she was so laid back and mm. just went with the flow and it was oh. so lovely. But I felt yeah. like we did a little, a good little job as, as, as maids trying to make sure that she had oh. a good day, which made me feel satisfied at the end of it. Cause I thought, yeah, we fucking killed that everyone. <laughs> oh, it was so good, Esther. It was so much fun. Um, just oh. a gorgeous day. Um, I also, I realized this too. I don't mm. think I've ever been to a wedding that hasn't been, uh, there hasn't been a sort of, you know, a, a religious aspect. So it's been in a church or it's been, mm. it, it wasn't at all. And not that there's a way, a particular way of doing things, but I did quite like that because it meant that they did their own vows and the, mm-hmm. the readings weren't just love is patient, love is kind, all of that. You know, it was like, they'd, <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah, really, yeah. it was like, they'd really, really thought about what they wanted to say to each other. And yeah. I felt that it was very like, felt very grateful to be let into the intimacy of two people like that you know yeah rather than being like oh what a lovely thing to say it was so nice it was just really Mm. lovely but I was sat um I was sitting in the direct line of sight of Julian while they were doing their vows to each other which just from the off was was awful (laughs) for the first couple of rows of us we were just all in absolute bits 
and then their speeches were the same and they were just it was a very wobbly day we were all doing so much weeping all the time and we all got individual this was they uh, this destroyed us all um that so Julian did a lovely speech and then he also thanked you know did lovely thanking and memories and things of of their parents and of obviously them as a couple and of the siblings. And then they went through the wedding party, um, you know, the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and things of like the friends Mm. who feel like family and did a sort of individual little, this is why you're so special to us about everyone. (gasps) Oh my God. Totally steamrolled all of us. (laughs) We were fucked. (laughs) (laughs) so it was lovely but god we did so much crying and it was just the most gorgeous day and then they are um they're super into their music and yeah musicians musician family and so Mm -hmm. the most lovely um thing that um that happened um during the, the 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 day i think was they had a um a sort of open mic but it was an open whole band so they brought a drum kit a bunch of guitars and stuff with them and then all their family and friends kind of play instruments and sing and whatever else yeah so people signed up to do various songs and then (gasps) did you sing did you sing yeah I did it was great fun oh I did some Kylie Minogue it was just so it was so fun it was absolutely brilliant which which Kylie Minogue we did can't get you out of my head me and my friend Patrick um perfect it was just great fun we we all had a cracking time so <laughs> joys that sounds so lovely yeah but <gasps> the next day oh. we all went back yeah. to um to meg's parents house and they've got a lovely garden we sat in the garden and it didn't feel like it was boiling yesterday Ooh. i think it was sort of like 20 degrees like it was lo- lovely for a british day but yeah. it wasn't like a scorcher but I, so I hadn't thought to put sun cream on, but I was sitting in the sun chatting oh away to like Auntie Dorothy's and things for a while. And that I've, I've done, I've got awful, awful. I look like a, you know, a drumstick lolly. Yeah. That's like white oh at the no. bottom, pink at the top. I know. Yes, I'm aware of those. It's oh, awful. Dear. I would show you, but I feel like that's not going to be of any use to anyone listening. <laughs> and it's mainly tit you know, based. I- Tit-based drumstick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! I was just thinking about that though. You know, like um, that. So after you get married, um, that kind of one one thing that lots of people might do is the thing that you've just done, which is that you know you gather together the following day and have a nice chat and you know, kind of. I found that slightly unsettling, both as a bride. And also as part of the wedding party on different occasions. Right, okay, this is what's going through my head. Mm-hmm. It's like gathering together with some of your closest friends and family the day after your wedding when everyone knows that you've probably had a big shag that night. That feels a bit weird. It's weird, like with your mum with you and stuff. And and equally as part of also the part of the wedding party, like then coming downstairs, like I remember I was thinking we went to a really lovely wedding a couple of years ago in Richmond and stayed in this really posh hotel and coming downstairs and seeing the bride and groom and sort of thinking, oh, they've been having a big shag. And now we're just discussing bacon and it feels really weird. I it know, just felt I do really get strange. you. 
I do get you. It's, it's just, a bit strange. We had a moment really of because we were all staying in in the hotel afterwards, um, and uh, and then Jules texted us saying, you, "Have you guys got any toothpaste?" And Doug was like, oh, I'll just like run it over and go and give it. And I was like, you can't just burst into the bridal suite, mate. And he was like, what? And I was like, I don't, I don't know if you, un- if you understand marriage. He, what does he think? He thinks it's Yahtzee and, yeah, and yeah. night nights. Yeah, sitting with your slippers on. But then also, let's discuss this. Shall we just, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And again, if Meg and Julian are listening, it's not. <laughs> we're not talking about them shagging we're just talking no, generally no the concept, can you yeah. imagine having the energy to shag on your wedding night oh my um, god i have to say no 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 because i didn't no yeah <laughs> so, i'm not surprised you've been up no since way. like seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> if that i imagine yeah. earlier probably if you're like that was the time we all got up to kind of start getting ready and getting things sorted but if you've been also lying awake all night worrying and slash no you know being nervous and then all of those people and the stress and but and on top and of you that you go to bed at two us, o'clock in the morning and it's like exactly and you're, uh, wasted yeah absolutely <laughs> <shit> yeah <laughs> um i we also had a nine-month-old baby so we had um when when we got married ted was 9 months old and he uh in in a, and we there was some bedroom shifting not in as sexy a way as that sounds <laughs> um in that he ended up ted was supposed to be in someone else like my i think my mum was supposed to be babysitting him and overnight and it, we just thought oh, i can't be bothered to to shift bedroom so we just stayed in the same bedroom as him and it felt a bit rude <laughs> so yeah. that was like number one mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> but number two number two were all those other reasons so yeah we were knackered and shit-faced and I, I had I was showing Dave my wedding pants the other day um because there was also the fact that everyone seems to assume that you're going to be wearing deeply sexy underwear and I'm sure that some brides do wear deeply sexy underwear but mine was not it was it was just the worst kind of how can it Marks be and Spencer's spanks imaginable yeah because it's funny funny pants that's what it's gonna be right I I, I yeah. had absolutely I mean obviously not the bride but I had not remotely sexy pants on because you're not thinking mm. about what you're going to look like underneath the dress you're spending the whole no. day worrying about whether the dress looks right so it's like yeah no bra or tip tape or whatever it is or some sort of backless strapless yeah. thing that makes you feel like stuff yeah and, yeah and then you've got yeah probably the the least vpl pants that you can possibly manage so like yeah, yeah. an mns seamless number that probably goes up to your just underneath your tits and mine was the most uncomfortable hideous least sexy kind of pale peachy kind of color like yeah horrible horrible Horrible. it was not conducive to sexy times no so sexy times were not had no agreed i can't imagine and i'm i as a as a heavier of thigh person i have I will wear chub rub shorts under everything. And well, there you go. And I always but then I think, wanted to... obviously, I've been with Doug for a very long time, so I don't really mm. care. Like, I, 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 I will happily reveal a chub rub short and not be yeah. feel any sort of way about it. But they're not yeah. the sexiest things. 
And yeah. like, it's not super sexy to reveal that your underwear basically goes down to your knees. Um, <laughs> and I always think what would happen and anyone who does wear a good old pair of shorts under a dress or a skirt, what, and, and, and isn't in a long-term relationship or has had, you know, a time in the past where they've worn them and gone on a date or something. What mm. do you do? Do you run into the bathroom and whip them off before anything might happen? Do you do you just go these are my shorts? Do you, I have no idea. I don't know I don't know, but you know what it does remind me of is um did you see um I assume you follow Tasha Thompson from Black Girls Do Run UK yeah. on Instagram, yeah? Did you see that she went to ask I think it was Ascot like the horse racy kind of thing where so. people dress up posh and wear big hats. And when mm-hmm. she went there with a group of mates and they all dressed up in their finery and looked beautiful. And she was wearing, I think, quite a kind of bright print, you know, like a bright floral, like a pink and blue number. She looked gorgeous. And she did show on one of the, as you swiped across, she lifted up the skirt and she was wearing um, her underwear shorts under like her running shorts underneath but of course they're bright pink oh oh that's and that's really good so maybe you do that like I am a big fan of running shorts and underwear actually is a great shout but um mm. I'm a big fan of snag I think we've discussed Ooh, yes. snag tights on the pod yeah, before they do good tights don't they yeah, yeah yeah nice um and uh yeah I really love um I, re- I really love those. I've I've just got the nude option because it's quite nice to have something that you can't see underneath a dress that might be a bit more see-through. Also great. Yeah. Th- solved a problem on that front because you can never see your pants through anything that might be a bit see-through because you've got a pair of nude tights. So, so good. Oh, so um, good. But snag do ones that are like bright green, spotty, bright pink. And I think maybe the answer is owning it. Yeah. Statement chub, rub, shorts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's yeah, kind of, statement yeah, chubby shorts. Amazing. Yeah. <gasps> Amazing. So tell me, I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting here, that's my news. I'm here cov- I'm absolutely covered in uh an after sun balm that absolutely stinks. Oh, mate. I know. Because oh. I'm a little burnt dude. Burnt to a crisp. Oh, oh Mrs. Um, yeah. But how how, so how not, have I'm you not- been? Uh, I'm not burnt because I've been staying inside and being boring, working. but um, working. Um, yeah, fine. Um, I've been doing a bit of running, just to mention running at the kind of 15 minute mark. Um, yeah, a bit of running, um, not not loads and loads and loads because um, both of us are heading up towards holidays, aren't we? And we have so much to do. Oh my God, fact, so I've much. It on, um, I was writing about it just now on a on a Patreon message that... The, 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 I'm squeezing in running, like really elbowing it in. And yesterday I went for, I was supposed to go for a run or not supposed to. Duh. Right. In my head, I would normally go for a run at like uh, before school drop off on a Monday. Um, couldn't do it yesterday because it was Ted sports day. So I, um, and I know this is coming out after school as finished but anyway this is just in the nature of this mm-hmm. recording sorry guys um so so that's what <laughs> that's what I had so then I I, th- I thought to myself right I tell you what I'll get dressed I'll, I'll I'll get dressed in my running gear even though I won't be able to go running until later um but then uh then what happened then I had a meeting yesterday morning um 
uh, and then I had loads of work to do. And so, and then I had a haircut booked in at quarter past one. And so at quarter past 12, I was still there in my leggings, finishing off work. And I just thought, oh, I'll just go, I'll go now. I'll go now. So, and in my head, I'm also, I'm an eternal optimist. I know I don't seem like it. I know I seem like a bloody Eeyore, but I am an eternal optimist. Oh, I love to hear you say that about yourself. Because I think, I think you are as well, but I think we do play into our Bert and Ernie energy. We do a bit. We do. But (laughs) I... But I'm an eternal optimist, very similar to my dad in a kind of, you know, when it's shitting it down and you just go, it'll brighten oh, up. probably clear up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll brighten up. Absolute classic <laughs> phrase on the, hol- yeah. on, the hol- on the fourth day of rain on the holiday. Exactly. Yeah. It'll brighten up. Um, but then when it comes to running and distances, my eternal optimism is that things are always going to finish earlier than they are or things. So I've got vaguely a kind of three point, something mile run route in my head right so I know what that is but what I never ever take into account time-wise is the sort of the the start and finish and that when I've finished my three point something or whatever it takes me another at least five minutes to walk back up the hill to get home Mm -hmm. and also in amongst that kind of three mile thing some of it is a bit uppy so it does, it's not like, I can't sort of say to myself straight 10 minute miles, but in my head, before I go for that run, I always think to myself, oh, 30 minutes. Anyway, so I went out for that run yesterday and I came back and I even cut it short actually, because I had a moment of like, mm, maybe I have been a bit too optimistic. Yeah. I came back, I had seven minutes to have a shower, get dressed, head out the door, get into my car drive about four streets down which is terrible environmentally speaking in order to run out of the car run to my hairdressers texting her just as I was even going I'm going to be two minutes late and I turned up at my hairdressers two minutes late right so now I've firmly fine. turned into my mother fine though fine mm. fine fine but dripping hair dripping and I text her saying I'm turning up two minutes late but I've washed my hair myself <laughs> like, you don't have to wash my hair <laughs> Oh, you're lovely, though. Um, I've turned just, up definitely late to the hairdressers before and not apologised or washed my own hair. Oh, and I, and I didn't stop sweating throughout the entire hairdressing experience either. So I had to continuously apologise while having my hair cut going, oh. yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Anyway. Um, I like that you all... text your hairdresser. I think we should quickly note yeah. that. are they a friend are they a you you you, esther actually is such a woman about bath you're in every local whatsapp group Uh, she she really is she i go i do go to a legendary hairdresser who many people will know because she is she's been around bath for 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 yonks and she's also worked at very very kind of big famous hairdressers uh-huh. in bath but now has set up has her own setup in the bottom of her house so ah, um so you just go to her know, house i go to her house i really want to know what what it's called who she I'm is but you. no can't tell you okay and we've never the thing is what's weird is we've never we have not we're roughly the same age we have never been friends in the past but we have so many friends in common that it's when I go to get my hair cut, it's like, oh, did you hear that so-and-so is doing such and such? And did you, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she kept on talking about, oh, I'm going, I'm going on holiday with um Steph next week. Anyway, Steph is actually turns out my PT, that you know, my boot camp instructor. Aww. So it's that kind of you know, so yeah, it's quite nice kind of connectedness. I so, love um, that. I, I I come from a, a family where my mum is that person, I mean 
so much so that like we would be like trying to have a trying trying to go around Morrison's on a Sunday morning and it would take like four hours because she would stop and have a conversation with she every person go oh Emma I have to tell you about this or whatever and my dad mm. is Mr Hermit <laughs> the hermit crab <laughs> like he just absolutely hates people <laughs> and he doesn't want anything to do with them his famously I remember him saying to me whenever I when I got upset about something that had happened with like a friendship when I was a child and he was like don't have friends they're a damn nuisance and I think about that <laughs> oh my God. I, know, <laughs> I think about that a lot and harsh, I know but... and how different and how different we are because <laughs> yeah it really stuck into my brain as a child that that sums him up pretty well so although that does that does make me think of when when after Dave and I which I've probably talked about before but after Dave and I do the drop-off because Dave is your mum and I am a little closer to your dad mm-hmm. and after school drop-off which we tend to be quite early at as Dave and I are leaving school if we've done it together we will be walking past swarms of parents walking the opposite direction and Dave is all right, Dan. All right, Phil. All right. All right. All right. All right. And just, you know, and not just all right. It's like, all right, Dan, how is your car after that accident? You know, so the memory of there's a a beginning of a conversation and I am head down looking at toes and I might occasionally look up and smile at someone if it's like unbelievably rude if I don't, if I can't get out of it. Because I just think, no, I need to get home. I need to get on, you know. And yeah. Just like, I think oh, hey, I'm somewhere between you and Dave, I think. I I, I love <laughs> talking to people, but I do so, I do quite like having a, I do have a plan sometimes. Yeah. And so, and it can throw me a little bit because I'm I'm a bit of a weird routine person. And if I've got, if I'm walking to the gym, I like listening to a particular podcast on my walk or whatever it is. And somebody tries yeah. to stop me. It's more about, I think, the disturbance to my routine that I'm like, but. Uh, yes. I didn't account for 10 minutes of chatting to you. I've still got 20 minutes of this off menu episode to listen to yeah. or whatever it is. And I think yeah. sometimes I'm a bit weird like that. I'm exactly that. I am always the person running into my front door, always mm-hmm. head down, blinkers on, because my neighbours do tend to be out. Yeah. And, and you've Dave got neighbours like one. you're on a neighbour WhatsApp group. Like that's oh, the kind absolutely. of neighbours that you've got. We're on two two neighbour WhatsApp groups, <laughs> and Dave Dave's out the front chatting to them for half an hour. So he he is beloved in this neighbourhood because he's chatting to Aww. Tessa about whatever's going on there and Howard about this that and the other and you know chat 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 and I'm just going hi and then in with purpose just so that I don't get yeah yeah I'm I'm just I'm such a cow no you're not a cow do you know who you are and I really really hope that you love this because I (laughs) every time I watch it Doug and I say it's Esther and it fills us with warmth and love you are have you ever watched Motherland yeah you are oh my god which one am I you're the you're the main mum like you are you you, you're you're spinning all the plates you're trying to make (laughs) sure that everything's running smoothly sometimes it's all gone disastrously wrong but you your intentions are to make sure everyone's having the best time and all the plates can continue to be oh god her her and her relationship with her mum I think um except there was her one husband episode. is not Dave because her husband's a twat. Oh, her husband's her awful. husband's a twat. Yeah. Um, I, there was I just remember her being at the school gates and saying something like, um, oh, no, "I've got to go now because I've got to go. I've got to go home and pick off my skin tags." <laughs> <laughs> 
And I just thought, mm, scene. Yeah, we always think, oh, it's Esther. There she goes. <laughs> oh, shit. I really, I always wanted to be the other one, you know, the fun one. Oh, what, Diane Morgan one? Or yeah, the, oh, I know. Yeah, she's... which I, who I'd never be. Oh, you've but got she, a oh bit of God, her. Ama- I have none of her. I have none of her, but she is amazing. But she's I feeding love her, her so children much. like frozen blocks of cheese and stuff. So <laughs> you know, I'm hilarious. probably fucking her and I would like to be yours. That's the way it goes, isn't it? It's always the way it goes. <laughs> Right, we should, I tell you what we should do is we should pile into a bit of Juliet. Yes, should we? we have a lovely got, chat with Juliet. Let's have a lovely chat with Juliet about periods and hormones. Fertility. Uh, I think I yes. think we were going to pop it in the show notes anyway, but maybe a, a gentle trigger warning for this one that I think we do mention miscarriage. We don't we do. talk about it in a lot of detail, but I think you talked about it a little bit, Esther. Um, and we do talk about fertility stuff a little bit. All kind yeah. of just in a general way where we're just asking questions that we were interested in from the perspective of somebody who might want to have children one day and from somebody who's already had children. Um, but if you're not into any of that stuff, which is totally fine, skip forward 20 minutes or so. But we also do have some very interesting chats about contraception, hormones, how those things can affect our running, periods, natural cycles and where we fall and that stuff. Anyway, I'm giving it all away. <laughs> you are, shush, shush. <laughs> but yeah, we, yeah, we, no, it's true. We will come back in 20 minutes um, for more chats because um, I have controversy to chat about in oh 20 minutes. Oh my goodness, okay. Hol, I've got some big news. Oh yeah? You know, we do a very brilliant actual magazine as well as this podcast yeah I, I'm aware and sometimes involved <laughs> well you can get your hands if you don't have it already on your very first copy of women's running for just 99p because you're our pod squad 99p that's actually amazing that's like not that much more than a freddo <laughs> No, I don't even know if Freddo's cost more than 99 yeah, They might do, go actually. They might do, yeah. <laughs> so all you need to do is go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter podcast when it asks you for a promotion code and you'll get a copy for 99p. Isn't that lovely? That sounds epic to me. Well, let, let's just record straight the way through because I, okay. I can just chop it up and um, and put little jingles in between. Oh, fab. Have you done your jingles? Okay. No, we have recorded we've done our some jingles. of them, but... But I think we need to do more, Hall, because oh, I do think we, we should, um, Oh, have we done an expert one? We have done an expert one, haven't we? I don't think we have. I think we I need to. I was literally thinking about what we might be able to do for Juliet's one earlier. So we, we could record that I was, afterwards. I was thinking, I, I was in the shower earlier thinking, should we record something that says women in STEM? Women in STEM. <gasps> oh, that's quite women fun. Women in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do women in STEM. It's time. It's time for us. Lovely. She's wise. <laughs> um, right, so... <laughs> yeah, shall we talk about period stuff then? I mean... Periods, yeah. So, I think, Esther, you are more um, poised to ask questions about struggling with periods during running or having a really heavy period and trying to run through it or um, cycles affecting I think I still have a cycle that I definitely notice hormonally but I don't have periods at the moment um and 
I think, well, actually, one of the things that I wanted to bring up, which sort of comes in from the menopause chat that we were just having a week ago, um, for the sake of the <laughs> listener, um, the, um, about osteoporosis, because I know that obviously osteoporosis is a, like you were saying, that could be a reason if somebody is, has a lot of history of osteoporosis in their family, then that could be a reason why they're running. Um, it could definitely be a thing that, that helps them with that. But, um, some forms of, um, HRT or other hormones or if you're yeah, on hormonal contraception am I right in thinking that that can sometimes potentially have a dangerous effect on bone density and stuff if you are somebody who has a history of osteoporosis or have I entirely made that up um you, no you haven't entirely made it up I think you're probably thinking mostly about the injection I oh, really um, contraceptive it's, injection mm. um and that's something that when your practice nurse or your doctor discusses with you about when you should start it and how long you should be on it for and they would take into account your sort of family history and an osteoporosis risk etc it's not a huge risk at all okay, but there okay. there there are some evidence in using it in very young teenagers that potentially it could affect um bone density a little bit so that but again it's a it's one of those kind of risk benefit things but it's I not it was the other way around i thought hrt was helped so that's HRT, but um, highly, yes, um, well, which it will, yeah, and it can be used to help prevent osteoporosis. But the contraceptive injection, when you're just giving progesterone uh, over a, a number of months, years, mm. there there was some there was some concern about sort of very young teenagers mm. using it. Um, I do remember being asked because I used to be on the contraceptive mm. injection, and that was for two or three years, I think. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I think I do remember being asked about history, history of osteoporosis I think I just assumed therefore that that was the mm -hmm. case for any hormonal mm -hmm. contraception but that's really interesting that it that it might be the jab mm -hmm. I think now I look back at being on the jab I think that it was great for me in terms of it completely eliminated my period which I must admit I found great because then I didn't have to think it, it just never happened so whereas on the coil I sometimes get a bit of spotting or um whereas I never had to worry about that at all on the jab but when I look back I think blimey that was a lot of hormone that was being pumped into me every every few months and I don't know whether that can potentially have an effect on more than we realize sometimes I think I just sort of got on with it and I don't I never had huge symptoms apart from feeling like I maybe found it a bit easy to put weight on but I do anyway and um and slight mood swings maybe but then it's also hard to tell if the mm. uh, if the other option is that's a period cycle <laughs> well that's yeah. it. And the thing is it, it's it's the benefits of it are in terms of being so effective and mm. I think that it's one of those situations where what's different what's right for you at different points of your life changes it might not yeah. be right for you now but at that time it was the, the you made the decision it was the right thing for you then and for lots of young women in that situation particularly if they're not very good at pill taking mm. and just erratic or you know just can't take pills regularly which some people really struggle to do mm. then you know that that the benefits of that would weigh have outweighed the the risks. So, but I think we need to be open to trying things at different points of our life. The contraception mm. that we choose when we're nineteen isn't necessarily going to be the thing that's going to suit us when we're forty five. But we get very sort of stayed, and we like to stay with what we're familiar with often. 
Yeah. And, and I, I just remember when I was first, I think one of my concerns was when I was first started to take the pill, which would have been uh, the late 90s, I think. Um, and I remember getting really, really worried about the kind of, the fact that at that point there probably wasn't enough long-term studies on on the effects of of taking hormones for a protracted amount of time. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, the pill had only been around since, what, the 60s. And I thought, well, there won't be that many women that that had taken them for 10 years or 20 years. You know, there's not going to be a huge amount of people. There's not, not enough... There's not enough of a kind of study group to be able to kind of... So I remember even then thinking, oh, I don't know how long to take it for. What's it doing to me? What's the long-term effects? And I got very, very worried about that. Mm -hmm. Is there any studies now about kind of long-term effects of taking it for like a long time? Well, this is another situation where, you know, women's women's research in health is lacking. <laughs> yeah. You know, because we don't... Lots of these things haven't been studied for for as long as we want but if they have been studied they haven't always been studied in the best way so a lot of the studies are of quite low quality so it's difficult to really get absolute answers but things have changed even in the time when I was working as a GP from you know giving the pill religiously with a, a week's break the combined pill I'm talking about here with a week's yeah. break every three weeks to at the point when I about when I was um, not long short of leaving general practice to really changing to just giving it pretty much without any breaks and maybe having one every three months or so because the, the, the evidence is that it's fine and, mm. and why should you have to struggle with having a bleed every week when it's every month when it's not really necessary so things do things have changed a lot and there's a lot more of the kind of fit and forget contraception where you you have it and it works over a long period of time and we we you know, before those things are prescribed, they do go through rigorous tests and assessments to nobody wants to yeah. cause harm to women. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think there's, I'm sure there will be more stuff coming out, but ultimately there is a lot of data in terms of safety and the things that we're being given at the moment that, you know, you can, you can, everybody's situation and personal history obviously affects those risks a little bit, but for the, for the most, most women, for the most of the contraceptive Offer, offerings that they're safe in in the long term yeah yeah that's really good to know because I have those same worries yes. sometimes I worry about fertility and I think I, I I I think I would like to I'd at least like to have the option to have children one day and sometimes mm. when I think about having been on a hormonal contraception for the last 11 years without a break I worry about whether that might affect my my fertility when I do decide to come off but is there any evidence that that's a thing no I mean you've still got all those follicles there those follicles are ready uh, to to give you eggs at the point when you're having they're not being suppressed by by contraception mm. and how quickly your periods return after you stop contraception can sometimes be a factor can take a little bit longer with certain mm. types of contraception for some women it can happen the next month but for other women it can sort of take up to a year so I would say if you're thinking along those lines then planning and early and and maybe speaking to your your GP early to say I'm thinking that I would maybe like to get pregnant next year um and this is a contraception I'm currently using do you think I should change to something a little less strong or something that might encourage ovulation um in preparation for next year or you know and just just maybe thinking a little bit further ahead because then it can take time for your periods to come back and then it can take time for you to get pregnant so 
um, I think family planning is the word, isn't it? But actually yeah. thinking, could you, should you be making a change a little bit earlier? Okay. In anticipation. Yeah, that, of that. makes sense. That makes total sense. Mm. It does. And that's a conversation, you know, f- with with the doctor. So don't be yeah. afraid to have that. Basically, so, having okay. conversations with the doctor is my main takeaway so far. But yeah, I think yeah. so often I rely, and I'm sure there are lots of people, I mean, I was about to say of my generation, I think of all of our generation now, because we're so used to it, of mm. just Googling things and then yeah. falling oh, into yeah. a slight panic hole. And it is very good to remember that there are people who are actually a pretty pretty knowledgeable about all of this stuff that I could potentially book an appointment with if I needed to. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Because when I saw that doctor the other week, like I, I, I've done so much as we, as any woman that's sort of 49 has done, I've done so much Googling about kind of, um, you know, hormonal health and, and menopause and blah, 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 and listen to so much stuff and podcasts and blah, blah, blah. But sitting opposite a GP for five minutes, I found out more than I had done from that you know there there was still like lots of stuff that was news to me Mm. and I think that's kind of yeah that's it is worth bearing in mind that actually sitting opposite a very nice GP can can be very rewarding um but then what about the running aspect yeah so with periods and 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 also I guess with fertility as well because that was something that worried me when I was trying to get pregnant was running um well, maybe we, maybe we'll go for that one first. Is yeah, there... while we're talking about fertility, I think that's a really interesting question. Yeah, it, is there a link between? Oh well, not that there's a link, but but what's what is the lowdown on running and fertility? That's I'll leave it as that. <laughs> you'll you'll find more about exercise and fertility than you will specifically about running and fertility when you when you go and look for the research. In fact, a lot of the things we say about running come from studies that are looking at exercise rather than purely running some. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Some are specifically running. And again, I think that comes down to the fact that in to be at your most fertile, you you need to have a good lifestyle. And this this is for men and women. You know, lifestyle affects sperm quality um, and quantity. So if if the if the man is tired, overweight, a smoker, um, then their sperm is likely to be of of lower quality. So. We know that if you can be active, you, if you can have a good lifestyle, if you can be physically regularly active and, and, and perhaps using that to help maintain your weight, then again, that will increase the chances of you getting pregnant. Um, 
important to think of it the other way for women as well as mentioned before that your periods can stop if you're doing too much so again for men and women excessive exercise can reduce your fertility but on the whole a healthy lifestyle with regular activity will put you in the best position for getting pregnant mm. um so it's not a time when you want to stop <laughs> Okay, gotcha. that's interesting because I think sometimes there can be. I remember you talking on a previous episode, Esther, that I'm I'm speaking for you, and I can't remember whether where where you'd read this or whether someone had said it to you that you were worried about the idea of conceiving and then being in those first few weeks and running being something that might increase your chance. Yeah, of- it, it was because uh, it's because I'd had a couple of miscarriages before I got pregnant with Ted, and the, the, my first miscarriage was was really early on, um, mm. but I was running a bit at the time Mm. and it spooked me so Mm -hmm. that when I got pregnant the second time which also resulted in a miscarriage but when I got pregnant the second time I remember thinking to myself I'm not I'm not going to run I felt Mm -hmm. like I jogged it out you know Mm -hmm. yeah it was that well, you do, don't you? Take you. Do, what have I done that will that will cause it? But there's no evidence that that running will cause you to have a miscarriage. You know, it's not going to stop that egg implanting into the womb or or cause it to kind of dislodge or or come away. And it's mm. natural to look for reasons to blame yourself, but there's no evidence that 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 is the case. Um, yeah. You know, red, running is recommended for the majority of women all through pregnancy as well. You know, so it's. Um, it's a natural thing to do, but there's no evidence that that will that, that running will give you um, an, uh, an early miscarriage. It's nice to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're common, uh, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. More like, common I than it, we know because people don't talk about it. People don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not, and I also think there was. I, I wondered if there might have been a link with, um, uh, like I, I've talked to Hull before about the fact that it it felt like and again this is such an anecdotal thing but it really felt like my body was kind of gearing up so you know as I stopped taking the pill I was off the pill for sort of six months the first time that I got pregnant it was this I got a you know I was pregnant just for a couple of weeks second time I was pregnant for a couple of months mm-hmm. and then it kind of then it stuck and it mm-hmm. really felt like my body was going oh oh this is what you want to do okay mm-hmm. okay okay I got it now I got it now you know it's that kind of like okay um and I wondered how much that had to do with I mean you can't answer this I know this but <laughs> I wondered how much that, that had to do with genetics just me general pregnancies or whether it had anything at all to do with me taking the pill for so long beforehand or, you know, so it was kind of, I don't know, I, there was, there was uh, you know, like you say, you're, you you try and attach meaning and blame when these things mm. happen. Mm. Um, mm. And that's the meaning that I've given it. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> while we're talking about, um, oh, sorry, did you have more to say? No, no, no. Say? no go, go, go. Sure. I was going to yes. say, while we're talking about... Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, lots of chats about fertility, but generally before we get to that stage or after mm. we get to that stage or if we choose to never get to that stage at all, uh, if we are runners who, regular runners who have a period um, or even just have a cycle, because like I said, I think even if you're on a type of hormonal contraception that is suppressing the bleed, I still definitely notice a little bit of a sort of cycle in terms of maybe my mood and maybe it's slightly my natural hormones trying to break through a little bit and tell me what's going on with my body. No idea whether that's science, Um, (laughs) but that feels like what's happening. Is there a time 
that is best to run you know if we're scared if we're sort of if we have the luxury of being able to think about when we want to do that big long training run or the race itself or whatever it might be that we're working up to is there a time in our cycle that works best for running really interesting question <laughs> with not a not a particularly straightforward well I guess there is a straightforward answer not maybe not what the one you want to hear but the straightforward answer is that mm. every single woman is different so it would be entirely wrong to give you a blanket this part of your cycle is right for running mm-hmm. obviously the hormones change um estrogen is the dominant hormone in the first half of the cycle and progesterone is the dominant hormone in the second half of the cycle and there are some women that find they feel different at different points of the cycle and that can affect how motivated they feel, what their body temperature is like, whether mm. they feel bloated, whether they're able to run. And, you know, previously there's been a lot of sort of, oh, the first half is better for intense things and strength and the second half is better for endurance. But when you look at actually a lot of the medical studies that look at performance, and what I mean by performance is the way the body's actually functioning. So your heart rate, your oxygen consumption, et cetera. And they've done that on athletes and they've looked through the cycle and there's been very, very limited difference in their performance through the cycle. So if you're an elite athlete, you maybe might get a couple of percentage difference by at different times of your cycle, which might be enough as an elite mm, athlete to make yeah. a difference. But for us kind of, I, I know we're encouraged to call ourselves athletes, but I do struggle with that. But for <laughs> recreational runners, the percentage in performance gains that we're going to get at different times of the cycle is, 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 is negligible, but it's much more about, how we how we feel and what feels right for us and what might be you might feel in a cycle might be completely different to what I feel and the only way to really know that is to to track it and see and look for changes and lots of women don't do that and they they they're not they're either not interested haven't got the time or you know and they and they just run whenever and it doesn't it the cycle doesn't seem to have much of an effect on them at all they they can run well during their period they can run well in the middle of the cycle around ovulation but for other women they just seem to really be much more aware of what stage of the cycle they're at they're at and that does have an effect on how they feel able to run so there's not a blanket advice that, that we can give to all women but all women can if they're interested you know try and and see what what works for them and what's right for them and when if they notice any differences try to work with those and and benefit from those really yeah I think that's so interesting you know there was um I'm sure we asked I know we asked our audience when like what their experience was of like running and Mm -hmm. periods and when they when they felt that they ran their best Mm -hmm. or their worst and the answers were across the board Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so varied and it was just like, oh, I run my best, you know, during ovulation, or I run my best on mm-hmm, the day yeah. of, uh, I start my period. I join, you know. And I, I remember speaking to Sophie Power, and she said that she ran her very best when on the first day of her period, yeah. always, because she was talking about period products, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, having to manage that is is a bit of a nightmare. Um, and I think that's fascinating because mm-hmm. none of my experiences ever matched mm-hmm. another woman when I've. You know, so I always find it very interesting when you've got things like, um, you know, apps that are built around um, cycle tracking and mapping and all that mm. kind of stuff. And I just sort of think, oh, I don't think that fits with my experience. Well, it, you know, it, it, I mean, they're useful. Don't get me wrong. You know, I think they're mm. they're amazing and they can really make you 
feel empowered to look at your own life and what changes you want to make but they've got to be individualized to your situation it's it, sure. you can't, it's not a one size fits all i mean there's no doubt that that running will affect how women feel able to to train and perform and i know they did a study in of london marathon runners in 2015 i think it was and they had like over a thousand runners and more than a third of them said yeah it it, it affects my period affects my ability to train and, and perform so it's not women um as in the past people saying oh it doesn't make it doesn't matter it doesn't make a difference it's not it's not making it up <laughs> it's yeah. just the actual yeah. The, the the indirect and the direct effects I guess because if you're bleeding heavily and you're getting a little bit anemic every month and you then try and you you've got a heavy period and you then try and run a marathon and your blood cells are a bit low oh my goodness you're going to feel faint dizzy keel over heart rate's going to yeah. be high if you've got yeah. really cracking PMS and you're bloated and swollen and mm-hmm. you know you can't put one foot in front of the other then running a marathon is going to feel impossible so yeah it's knowing yourself yeah. and your body then, I suppose, isn't mm. it? And mm. I think those cycle tracking things can be so helpful. Like, I don't mm. use a an app because I don't have often the first thing they ask you to do is log a period and that's not something that I have. But because mm-hmm. I'd been sort of wondering whether I was starting to feel, because I'd been on the injection and then had the coil put in mm-hmm. two years ago now. And yeah. I was kind of waiting to see whether I'd start getting a regular period and I don't, but I've definitely noticed that I start to feel like I'm on a little bit more of a, of a loop. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to note down, um, I don't know, things like headaches, low mood, when I feel great and I've really loved going for a run or I felt really, really energized that day. And it's so helpful because I know Esther, you've said this before that um, if you're feeling rubbish, sometimes just looking at your sort of cycle tracker or whatever oh, and going, yeah. oh, it's because I'm this many days mm-hmm. away from my period. And mm-hmm. I know that the mm-hmm. last six months of me feeling like this have been because I was this far away from my period or whatever. And it can mm-hmm. feel so reassuring. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like one of the reasons why I've sought out HRT is more for the progesterone than the estrogen because I just I just wanted to have a regular period the irregularity of periods meant that, for mm-hmm. instance, the, that, the marathon that I did tw- in 22 was the week after my period. Mm-hmm. And it felt like every, and I know it was my first kind of in real life marathon, but everything about it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it would just, mm-hmm. my body felt brilliant. My head felt brilliant. It was all great. The second one that I did in April was the day before my period started. Mm-hmm. And it was awful it was I just I just ran it feeling sad and I just Mm -hmm. finished feeling sad finishing exactly the same time just felt sad Mm -hmm. um and it was just you know my period I got my period the following day and within about three days cheered up immensely but it took a couple of days to kind of get over it and I think if you've got the predictability I would now I think book races according to where my period fell Mm-hmm. So I would, I think I would now look forward, see where my periods are and think, oh, no, I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on the, you know, it's the week before and I'll do it the week after instead, do something else. Um, definitely. Cause it's, yeah, it's, it's shite if, yeah. if, you, if you hit the wrong day. Definitely. I've brought it back to me again, haven't I? No, that's fine. <laughs> have, have we, do you think, is there anything else that you want to ask Esther or that you want to say, Juliet, about, um, period stuff and any of that or do we think because if we've if we've rinsed periods we can move on to gut yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Paul, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if. Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I I think 10k runners are meant to be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are. But if you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There will be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round. Well, 100% sign me up. And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special women's running zone where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together. Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk today and select the Women's Running Wave when you sign up to run with us, as well as hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. Right. Shall we come back Back. in the room then? Let's go back in the room. Back in the room. (laughs) room. We need a jingle for being back in the room. (laughs) Jingles went down well. (laughs) Oh, did they? Yeah, our first... Because we're working a little bit ahead, um, our first episode that had the jingles in came out last week yeah. and uh, there were a couple of messages on Discord <laughs> about people who were enjoying them. <laughs> not not just messages from us. No, we think that they're hilarious, but then we think that most we do. things that we do are hilarious. We love <laughs> we our own jokes. jokes. We are amazing. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> there were just a couple of things because uh, you know we were going to talk about there was a particular email that we'd got that came in oh yeah do you want me to we were gonna do that now yeah should we do that first yeah yeah it was just really lovely and then I sent it to Esther and she was like let's read it out so I'm I feel <laughs> like we're like a bit a bit seeming like we're coming across a bit obsessed because this is also from Ivor who we shouted out last yeah. podcast episode um, but just but because we bloody he's, love him, we do, and he's been emailing in a bit because he's been listening to all the backlog, um, and it was just a nice thing and a nice example of men supporting women, and uh, I don't know, people being open to each other's struggles rather than sort of trying to compete struggles. Yeah, would you say that? Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. He said. Uh, he's catching up at the moment. He's been jumping back through and he's just listened to the Eddie Izzard interview. So this was one that Esther did uh, a couple of years ago now. God, yeah, it was. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, a pleasure to listen to and got me through my slump on my long run where I was feeling, busy feeling sorry for myself, uh, boring aging man issues that ruined my Sunday run, <laughs> itemizing what was hurting and questioning my life choices. Just as Eddie was running through what was hurting at that moment in her 32 marathons challenge, so that was what she was doing at the time, uh, it made me snap out of it and pull myself together. Truly humbling to hear her discussing forgiving and feeling sorry for her critics and trolls. I've only ever listened to other to either Eddie's performances or just showbiz type interviews before, so hearing such a down-to-earth, non-showbiz discussion was fascinating. 
I had some very mirror, uh, sorry, very minor negative comments for wearing nail varnish, but nothing compared to what others receive. Also, thankfully, I'm lucky to be white male, shaven headed, six foot two. And now that I'm in my 50s, <laughs> I no longer give a shit what anyone thinks or says. Um, but it absolutely enrages me when his wife has been out for a run and has received comments and grief or even a flasher and hearing so mm. often similar stories from others, obviously something that never happens when we run together. Unsurprising to hear your discussion of the types of feedback that had been received from some of that Eddie Izzard stuff on different social media platforms. And then he talks a little bit about mm. deciding to step away from social media sometimes um, and not letting those kind of comments get to us. But I think it was just, it was lovely to hear, uh, I don't know, just... I think it maybe maybe it feels like a little bit of a sort of slight echo chamber that like as as women and we work with a lot of women and a lot of you guys are women and so sometimes we're having these conversations back and forth and it feels like a bit of a horrifying echo chamber of like yeah that's happened yeah. to me before yeah no that's a bit shit yeah. and um, it's just nice to know there are people out there who are supporting and loving and not contributing to the problem and who also experience stuff like that like bullshit to have experienced uh, any yeah. sort of negativity for wearing nail varnish or like expressing ourselves in a non-gender conforming way in whatever way we want to um yeah and you know what it, re it reminded me slightly of um I mean because uh, I agree with all of that it's so nice to 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 have that kind of uh the the um bit of conversation that we're sort of missing when we're when we're very women centric and to have kind of a voice and an opinion that's external to that and it and I felt the same when it was when we were speaking to David um from bad boy running when he was talking and it was it was like you said afterwards it was a bit of a shame that the kind of the big there was a like you know a big big question and it was all about kind of women's safety rather mm. than kind of we're all runners together sort of thing but when he was sort of saying you know what can we do as men to make you feel safer and more comfortable as women it was so nice to be asked that question because you know immediately as i think i probably said at the time he he he's not part of the problem he's part of the solution um and it's yeah. lovely because we are in this echo chamber to to hear from men because we you know you can you can like you say you can build up this kind of dialogue where we're just going ah the bastards you know and actually to hear from very very lovely men who are like you know actually our experience is this and you know what can we do to help yeah and you know we're hearing from really good feminists here it's just it's just a lovely it's a really nice experience so it's um yeah thumbs up to either yeah thumbs up to either thank you so much for writing in and do go and yeah. listen to um the episode that uh esther did with eddie Izzard. it was a couple of years ago but it was while she was doing a third yeah 32 marathons in how many days? In a, in a, well, it was within a month or something. But I, yeah, I was bloody oh mental. You know what I was like because you know Eddie Izzard was such a huge hero of mine. So just to just to do it, yeah, was like oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah amazing. amazing, amazing times, and a lovely episode. Amazing yeah, times. that does talk about lots of, um, yeah, personal and very interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was um, amazing to do. Amazing, yeah. Massive privilege. Someone um, did actually write in. Um, I don't know whether this is worth mentioning on the pod, but someone did yeah. write in and say that they loved when 
we used to it was mainly you you used to interview um oh yeah I inspirational saw yeah. people it's just the one mm. comment that we've had about that but yeah. if you are in agreement then give us a shout I mean it is it it is mostly just me and Esther rattling on these days and if there's anybody yeah. that people would like to hear more from or I don't know yeah. yeah. Shall I say I think, that? Yeah. Or I mean, shall we cut this out? I think out? you should. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see why we can't have, you know, crazy famous runners in the section where we've just chatted to Juliet. Yeah, for exactly. There's no reason why we can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, if there, if there are people that you'd like us to talk to, then we will talk to them. Yeah. If they're, if they're fun. Yeah, exactly. With your <laughs> for fun times. With your with your data, you tell us that you have quite been enjoying these episodes. I don't mean in a weird, yes. creepy, we're stalking you way. I mean just in terms no. of how many people listen to them. But um, yeah, obviously, you always do tell us with your words as well. If you want to, if you want something in particular, wr podcast. Yeah, anthem. Because what we don't want is this to turn into the Holly, Esther, and Ivor podcast so it would be lovely to hear from, we do get other emails it's true we do go and the only reason I was asking Holly to read that out is just because I thought it's particularly lovely and and the last one was particularly lovely so um yeah you, we we will read out emails that aren't lovely so oh yeah um bring on the criticism be nasty <laughs> yeah bring it on <laughs> um right I did there was one thing that I wanted to is talk this about, your controversy actually. this is my slight controversy okay. except I think I have a feeling that I've created it myself Right. Ooh. So, um, I know. Um, and it's because it's actually, it's bringing back to when you were talking about echo chamber and I think it's to do with that. So it was because, right. We all know what, what news source I tend to go to, right. Guardian. That's, that tends to be my, my thing. And, um, uh, and the weekend just gone in terms of our recording, um, I was, looking at a story about Courtney can never pronounce her second name. Oh, DeWalter. DeWalter? Yeah. 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 Courtney DeWalter. Um, so, cause, so she's just done her second hundred mile race. I was just in reading three weeks, about it this right? morning. Yeah. Cause she did the, uh, is it Western States? Is that what it's called that she did? Yes. Yeah. Well done. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I say that because I'm saying well done in a very patronizing way only because I had to write it down so I could remember it. But oh, um, nice. I only yeah. know because so I wrote did... a new story about it and then immediately <laughs> short-term memory obliterated it from my mind so <laughs> so I know because I've written some notes here I've, I've I know that she had run Western States three weeks ago it was a hundred mile race and she did it in 15 and a half hours ish um and she'd sort of taken 80 minutes off the previous leading time it was amazing astonishing only to be compounded by the fact that at the weekend she did another 100 miler, just because that's what you do, which was the Hard Rock 100. And she did that in just over 26 hours, beating the previous best by over an hour. So she's done these two 100-mile races within a month, right? Now, Wild. if you go on the Guardian, if you go on the Guardian, you find they have reported on the first one, but they hadn't, as of yesterday evening, they hadn't reported on the second, which I thought was kind of possibly the bigger story. But more to the point, I couldn't find it at all. I couldn't even find the first one at all. So if you go on Guardian and you go to sports, um, it doesn't even, like on the top bar where it kind of lists the main sports, that you'd, it doesn't even have athletics up there. 
Um, and I noticed this was an issue when we were in the Olympics that I couldn't find out. And without having to scroll down, you can't find the Olympics up there. So maybe they'll do something temporary when it does come okay. to the next, like the Commonwealth Games. Or the Olympics. But anyway, so athletics isn't up there. So it's not on a drop down. It's not on those top. So you have to scroll, hmm. scroll, 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 scroll. And you have to go past all of the football, all the cricket, all the rugby, da, 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 da. It even on that top by even includes US sports. US sports, so, you know, baseball and whatever, all of that is, it turns out, more popular than athletics. And athletics, obviously, athletics is, is everything. It's like not just the running, but, you know, yeah. it's throwing stuff and you're jumping stuff. and da, da, da. It's not there. So it's really weird. There, there was even, I noticed as I was scrolling through, there was a story on darts. Darts came up higher than athletics, right? Blimey. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I definitely grew so, up in a household where athletics was the most exciting sport, I think. Well, yeah. Well, because, yes, and I... Uh, likewise actually. like you well, say I guess because it encompasses yeah, football, so many things but yeah the track and field thing yeah. does encompass loads yeah. um but so so on the Guardian it's down right at the bottom you do have to scroll down a couple of meters worth of content mm-hmm. um and it's under other sports and then there's athletics which is next to netball and chess right oh my god should we campaign <laughs> I can campaign even further than this right so I got there um, I love you slagging off the Guardian, by the way. This is a twist none of us saw coming. No, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I can also slag off the sun because I did, for the purposes of research mm. yesterday, and I'm really worried about my algorithms now, I went onto the sun to see if they could do better. There was at, there's literally nothing, zero, nothing at all. So I went through, there was, uh, yeah, no, there was nothing. There was nothing. And there was just so many boobs I can't even begin to tell you how many boobs under all the sports stories so what they've done is they've tried to find like the most glamorous tennis players for instance mm. or the most glamorous wrestlers so you're scrolling through what you think is going to be sport and it's just tits <laughs> all the way oh down. my god really weird. um so I mean mostly clothed as far as I could tell but scantily so um sport so is tits. nothing you heard it here sport first <laughs> so there was nothing nothing at all on the sun so then I tried BBC so then you do get athletics on the top row. Yeah, I was going to say, that, you do. Yeah. I use that mostly if I'm doing yeah, news. I think, I think that's where you kind of have to go. Um, and there's lots of athletics news stories. But, okay, so my thing is that in, in the context of doing this, I wasn't kind of doing it to shame Guardian, BBC, Sun or whatever about lack of athletics reporting. I guess it was to acknowledge that in our echo chamber, we're used to celebrating, writing news stories about, um, being really excited about lots and lots and lots of incredible athletic sporting achievements that the rest of the world don't know about, right? And thinking about, so I was thinking about Courtney DeWalter Mm. and thinking about how, for us, it's like, fucking hell, that's amazing. Think about... Even like, say, think about the spine race, right? In January. Yeah. And think about how huge that is in our little world, Um, which I never thought was little until suddenly yesterday. It suddenly came up. So the spine race, not in the Guardian, wasn't, not even mentioned in the Guardian. So they didn't even talk about Damien Hall and Mm -hmm. record breaking and da, 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 nothing. I do remember that they covered Jasmine Paris in 2019. It's but, got quite a nice story you know, to it, hasn't it, I suppose. But yeah, but not nice in story. itself. And I mean, think about compare. I appreciate that this comes from what people 
like obviously the spine race for example isn't televised and as far as I'm aware whereas if you think about like the Wimbledon coverage from over the weekend non-stop Mm. bloody tennis and people were watching the tennis stuff I don't know the batting (laughs) back and forth um (laughs) at the wedding during speeches on their phones oh really that is how obsessed people are with fucking tennis sorry no offense to tennis um and uh yeah I guess when you think sort of comparatively so maybe athletics needs its big running or this is well that's that was with the spine race or something like does this stuff fall under athletics if if we're talking about long trail running I guess it is. Well, I guess that's what that's that was my thing that both on the Guardian and on the BBC, when you're scrolling through their athletics coverage, that ninety nine percent of it you can see that it's on a track. Right? Yeah. So all, all of their all everything that they're doing is they're talking about Diamond League. They're talking about you know track stuff. They're talking about Dina Asher Smith. They're talking about four hundred meters, eight hundred. Yeah. Blah, 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 all that they're not talking. So aside really from the London Marathon and a bit of the Great North Run, like these huge feats of endurance are not necessarily reported on unless something incredible happens. So unless, you know, like a, a, unless a Brit comes first, and I'm talking about British, you know, first kind of news sites, Mm -hmm. unless, you know, a Brit comes first or unless there's something incredible like Jasmine Paris, so a British woman comes first or, you know, unless these things happen, then these huge things are happening with quite huge kind of like uh, amounts of people mass participation events are happening that the rest of the world don't know about yeah and I find that really fascinating like because and I know I'm in the world of it and everything but I find reading reports about half marathons and marathons and trail races and endurance and ultras much more fascinating I think or maybe maybe as fascinating as fascinating as someone running a hundred meter race I I guess it's just I think written after it after the fact yeah because I think when it comes to, to coverage like you know telly radio live coverage I guess yeah. that's where we need to up our game as distance runners <laughs> and make, do do more interesting things fall over more or because I do appreciate that ru- watching somebody run the four or like a, a, a 400 meter relay race or something is going to be incredibly mm. exciting compared to maybe yeah. watching somebody run a hundred mile ultra where you're <laughs> yeah. probably going to be watching them just sort of panting and running for yeah meant for 15 hours or whatever um true true but I completely appreciate that like still it should be covered and a hundred percent if we're mm. talking about written coverage like you know news stories and stuff of of things after they've been achieved when and like yeah. you know the Courtney DeWalter thing am I right in thinking that I think she set a record there for the first person to win the western states as well as whatever it is she just did on the weekend. I mean, and she's maybe and she's it's just broken, amazing. And the actual Hard Rock 100 race, mm. she broke that record by over an hour. I think. I think what she yeah. did was sorry. I need to get my facts straight before we record professional broadcasting. 
Um, <laughs> she broke the Western States and this Hard Rock 100 race all in the space of like a couple of weeks. She broke the records yes. of both. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, exactly. double record smash. And I mean, yeah. there are people who are going to know every move of Phil the Power Taylor, aren't there? And yeah, yeah I know. Maybe it feels I, like... I just... Darts. If we're talking about live coverage of stuff being interesting, sorry. Yeah. Darts? Darts. No. 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 Darts are like, interesting like... when you've had four pints. <laughs> and never before. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I feel really bad. If there are any professional dart players, then let us know. Justify yourselves. Why is it interesting? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I also I was also thinking yesterday because there you know there's been loads and loads of reports because of the temperature because of you know climate crisis and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But the temperature right now, there are parts of the world that are going under these awful awful temperatures. Oh yeah, and boiling. About, Europe is 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 currently quite fucked in in that regard. Mm. But they were also talking about Death Valley. And they were just saying Death Valley has now reached like the highest temperature it's ever been ever in the history of ever. And only eight days ago, nine days ago, they were doing the bad water through Death Valley. So that's a long endurance race, including Susie Chan running this huge race at the high, you know, and, but it wasn't meant, I was like, oh, come on, you've got to squeeze that into the piece. Yeah. You've got to say, you know, I w- it, at the moment you could, you know, fry an egg in five seconds, but like 10 days ago, people were running 100 miles through that. Yeah. Just insane. But it, I just find the reporting is so weird and slapdash and, and not. We need to all be talking about running more. And I, I do. I'm going to go and write a news story about Courtney Dalton right now, doing my duty to the running industry. <laughs> We need to do that. We need to chuck it on socials and make sure that it gets shared by The Guardian and the BBC. And, yeah, you know, it's just it's do, crazy. When did I feel like The Guardian had stolen our news story? I can't remember. Once, a very nice, proud moment that I remember having was uh, getting up on Sunday morning to do the coverage for the London Marathon and yeah. then getting more engagement on our social media coverage of it than The Guardian did on theirs. That was quite fun. I mean, that's a I felt win. quite that's good about that. That's a huge win. Yeah, that's I did great. Feel quite good about that. Anyway, <laughs> we really love the Guardian. We do. <laughs> if they'd like to sponsor a podcast, yeah. <laughs> I listen to Today in Focus all the time. So, <laughs> please, we don't mean this in a horrible way. But we all need to talk about running more. We do. It's yeah, true. because it's interesting. My dad watches snooker all day, and I have. Oh. It is the equivalent to watching paint dry and I think come on if people are doing that then let's get some interesting coverage of some of these events <sighs> going on yeah I feel, I feel the same Mike about, Higgins same about, um, up, whatever his name is then yeah. let's <laughs> yeah. let's do it I feel the same about F1 people you... are uh, okay controversial opinion here <laughs> I, we're, we're being so hypocritical because we're saying we want more coverage of our sport and we want less yeah. of other people's but no. yes we do yeah I think people are faking being interested in F1 because it's the new kind of like hot girl thing to care about F1 <laughs> because so many people that I know on Instagram and stuff and I don't know whether they maybe listen to the podcast who knows but like friends from school or, or like people that I I vaguely know uh, yeah. posting about F1 like it's their life all of a sudden over the really? last like year or so. I really feel like people think, are like 
it's become For the me, new thing to care like, about it, and so they're care, they're yeah. like in a bit of a cultural phenomenon way, rather than because they've maybe, which is fine, good, have a have a renaissance, a bit like in the same way maybe that like women's football has had a big boom at the moment. There's nothing wrong with people jumping on a lovely bandwagon of sport because they're like this. Everyone's talking about this. I've got to get a piece of this, but I I feel like loads of people are faking it. Yeah, it's but boring. I, it's just what? noisy. It is boring. It's just it is boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's boring. It's just going round and round yeah. and round. They're not even going anywhere. Like, but the, the thing about F one that I think my my thing about that is I've known quite a few people that have been into it for a very very long time, and it feels like a religion. Oh, so really? It's like it's to, obs- you're you're obsessed or you're not? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely obsessed and totally focused on just that one thing. And I think it's, I do think it's crazy because it is like, hur, 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 mm. and it's just circles and circles and circles. I mean, just dull as tits. There's no changing scenery. There's nothing going on there. Not that tits are dull, actually. Quite interesting, um, but it, definitely yeah, more really interesting. interesting. Why do we say that? <laughs> Dullers, <laughs> I don't know, back of your neck or something, something dull. Bit, yeah, yeah, something boring. Yeah, yeah. Dull as darts. Elbow. Sorry, dull as darts. <laughs> <laughs> dull as ditch water. My dad always used to say. Much better. I mm. think that's the actual expression. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought he made it up. No, no, the tits has been inserted at some point <laughs> by, by someone that didn't like tits very much. <laughs> well, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop slagging off let's F1. Stop it's, I mean, off you F1. know, yeah, but yeah, yeah, don't get it. What, what do what you do, watch what you want. It's fine, but we just need to do more running, and we need a bit more coverage of it because yeah, how are people? Yeah. You cannot see be what you cannot see. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I th- <laughs> yes, and and I <laughs> think uh, wisdom for today. And I think, yeah, <laughs> if if we we want to see more Courtney DeWalters on the telly, absolutely. We want to see more dads and mums. But I'm specifically mm. thinking of my dad spending five hours watching people put different coloured balls into different nets in corners of a ta- green table. Um, yeah. I feel as though we need more dads sitting there with a cup of tea on a Sunday morning watching footage of a ultra marathon in the same way that we have with with darts or snooker or whatever else it may be. I agree. More more yeah. dads watching the spine race. Maybe let's, it's because uh, with snooker or darts, you can still be an elite athlete while also necking seven pints and smoking a whole pack of fags. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, the I appeal. <laughs> I might it's, start getting into it now. That, that is quite good, actually, yeah. <laughs> We've cracked it. Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our new Pod Squad chat room too. Go to Patreon, that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. 
That way, you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.